Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, me, Coach B. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. So glad that you are here listening or watching the show today. We have an amazing a story of love and sacrifice today that's going to be shared. And I'm excited for my guest, um, beautiful spirit, and I am ready to share her with you. And I know that you are going to be blessed by her story today. Ginger, come on in the room. Ginger, come on in the room. Oh, you were there. There you go. <laughs> Hi, Ginger. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm excited about um you sharing today and the story that you're going to share. You know, it's just a, a beautiful story. And um, I'd like for you to first, before we start, just share with the viewers and the listeners, you know, a little bit about yourself, who you are, if you'd like, where you live, your family, um, what you do and all that good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so I am a middle school assistant principal for, that's my job. I was a high school math teacher for 17 years before that. And my family, um, for the past 10 years, um, we did foster care and then we adopted out of foster care. So we now have five kiddos. Three of them are biological and two are adopted. And I've actually written two children's books just about our family and our story of, you know, how God pieced us together. So my husband and I have been married for 21 years. And um, yeah, so I'm a Wisconsin girl, but I've lived in Kansas since uh, that's where my husband's from. So I've been in Kansas longer than I was in Wisconsin now. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. So, you know, you have a, a family of seven now, with including mm-hmm. you and your husband. What I, I want to ask, I'm trying to figure out the words, how I want to put this. Was this something that you felt that God was speaking to you both, you and your husband? Or was this something where one of you thought about it, had a decision, and you, you talked about it? Or was God dealing with both of you at the same time? I'm curious. I'm really glad you asked that. It's one of my favorite parts of just our journey. Um, so 
originally, neither of us really had any desire for foster care adoption. And I was at actually a woman's ice cream social at our church, yeah. um, just eating my ice cream, minding my business. And one of the amazing women at our church who her family's actually adopted overseas um, was sharing um, just their most recent um journey and they were in the midst of it at the time okay. and as I'm eating my ice cream it was just like all of a sudden I knew I'm supposed to adopt like it hit me out of nowhere and it was just clear so I went home to my husband and I was like babe I think we're supposed to adopt and his response was no we're not <laughs> and he just said absolutely not no and so you know I told God I was like if you really want us to adopt I, I want you to call Dustin separately. I don't want it to be something that I just bug him, wear him down. Right. You know, I don't want to be the one that is making this decision for our family. Right. So for about the next six months, uh, it was still really heavy on my heart. And I I was just praying, okay, God, speak to Dustin, you know, speak to him. And then yeah, like about six months later, I think he came home. Um, I had actually missed church that morning. I had a really bad sinus infection. So he and yeah. our three small kids went to church and he came home. Yeah. He just like plopped on the bed and he's like, well, we're supposed to adopt. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he said, yeah, in the sermon today, um, you know, the pastor was preaching on yeah. just how we're adopted into the family of God. And he's like, as he was preaching, I just knew like, wow, yeah, we're supposed to adopt. And so, um, and I, I feel like God was so generous in giving us those very clear things because um, there's been some really, really hard times in this journey. Yeah. And we have to sometimes remind each other, like, either we were not actually called to this and we just need to stop and be like, nope, this wasn't our calling, which neither of us can say because it was so clear. Yeah. Or we have to say we are called to this. It's really, really hard, but this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. So for us, that's been huge to have those like very specific, like both of us can point to the minute that yeah. we knew this is what we're supposed to do. Wow. When you said that, that just had like got me choked up. I'm like, wow, God is so amazing mm -hmm. and how he moves in our lives and how he speaks to us and confirms things for us. He is mm -hmm. such a loving God. That is just yes. so amazing. Wow. Yes. So I know I heard you say, you know, about the difficulties in different things. Mm -hmm. You know, what are some um, of those challenges that you found that you and your family were facing during the foster care and adoption? Yeah, so a lot of it is, you know, in foster care, there's always some sort of trauma. And that's why the kids are in foster care, whether mm -hmm. it's the death of someone or neglect or abuse, or, you know, there's a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. And especially the kiddos that were a little bit older, um, they had these coping um, skills that help them in that situation, but it didn't translate well to having a healthy, stable family. So okay. they would bring those behaviors with them. Okay. And sometimes they were pretty severe behaviors. Uh, and it just, it made it really hard because I think we would all like to believe like, hey, if we just have stability and love, everything's going to be smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. And obviously the kids need stability and love, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be smooth yeah. sailing. And yeah. um, there's been a lot of times that 
you know, as the mother figure in their life, their feelings they have towards their biological mother, they, they will put on me and I will be the one that's getting, you know, the brunt of that. And that's hard when you're like, all I've done is like, I'm not a perfect mom by any means. And I will admit, and I confess like, Hey, sometimes I yell when I really don't need to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I know that what you're accusing me of right now is not true. That's not who I am. That's not how I am. But yet that's what you'll hear sometimes over and over and over again. And that's really hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, how many foster children did you have before you decided to adopt? Yeah, so we were just even from the beginning, we always had the if the kiddos need an adoption, an adoptive family, like reunification is not possible, we're open to it. Um, And so it's kind of interesting because one of the kiddos we adopted was actually in the first sibling group of three that was with us, but they ended up leaving. And it was years later that she came back um, and we ended up adopting her. Um, So we had that sibling group of three. Okay. And then we had a little guy for just a few weeks. And then my youngest, who we ended up adopting, you know, was that fifth placement. And while we were fostering him, we had another little guy that lived with us for about a year that ended up getting adopted by um, an aunt and uncle in his in his life. And so and then that's when we realized um, our daughter needed a place. And so we brought her back. So wow, that's kind of how we've most of ours have been long term placements of at least a year. Um, We just had that one little guy that his grandma, you know, wanted to bring him home. She just had to get her house ready. So he just stayed with us for a few weeks while she was getting her house ready. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. Can you share some of the the high moments? that you experience um, through this journey. Could you share that? I think one of them actually is kind of recent. It's very fresh in my mind. And it was actually after a really, really, really bad two hours um, with my adopted daughter. She was doing a lot of behaviors that were very hurtful. Um, And then once she was calm and came and talked to me and apologized, um, you know, she goes, she said something along the lines of, you know, I love you, like, even when I act like that. And it was in that, like, even when I, you know, do this, like, so that's, first of all, that's huge, because for her to be able to verbalize that is a big, because that's hard for some of us to verbalize when we haven't had that kind of trauma in our life, and we're adults, and we're supposed to be more mature. So, Yeah, so that was huge. And That's then awesome. you know, things like that. Yeah. That keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just you know that you're this is your purpose. And um yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, I was curious to know is this it for you? I mean, as far as fostering more children or do you see it in the near future of fostering more kids? I I, I just got to ask that question. <laughs> it's a good question. So we have definitely determined that um, while our oldest three are still at home, we're not going to bring any more in. So they are a junior, sophomore, freshman in high school. Oh, okay. And so for sure, while they're still here, yeah, because um, especially you know, my sophomore, she just needs more stability. She still has more healing to do. So bringing in another kiddo right now would really 
not be very beneficial. Yeah. Um, but who knows what God has. That's what every time anyone says, are you done? I'm like, well, God's the one who decides. I do <laughs> know funny. that I'm I'm a little too old for babies. I decided that after my youngest like came to live with us at four months old. And so I was like, God, if God calls me to be a baby mom again, it's going to yeah. be like it's gonna have to be like speaking from the heavens because i'm like i'm too old for like midnight feedings i mean like oh my gosh i can imagine (laughs) oh my goodness i hear you on that so now you have your 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 adopted children now with your biological how old are your biological kids um so 16 14 and 12 Oh, okay. 16, 14, and 12. And then mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this straight. So your biological 16, 14, 12, and mm-hmm. then your two adopted kids. So one's 15 and one's nine. One's 15. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Now I want to ask for those that are listening and that are viewing that may be thinking about adoption or foster care. Mm-hmm. How long is the process? Like, did it take for you with the paperwork and and I know they have to come out to the home and check the home and different mm-hmm. things. How long was that process for you? And some of it depends on the state you live in. We had okay. 10 weeks worth of classes that we had to take. Okay. Um, so it was once a week, they were about three hours and it was 10 weeks worth. So that by itself took, um, you know, two and a half months. And you yeah. can start some of that other process while you're doing the classes, but some okay. you kind of have to wait, you know, after. And then there's this huge packet of, wow. you feel like you're sharing every personal piece of information about you and your family of origin and your friends and your church. I mean, like, you feel like you're like, okay, I have no privacy left after I fill this packet wow. out. <laughs> and then oh my God. And then the house it kind of depends on the age too because if you're doing babies you have to do all the baby proofing where if you're doing teenagers it's a, you know your house is a little bit easier yeah. um, so overall it took us about i think it took us about four months from when we started maybe okay. maybe a few more um okay. but i would guess between four and five months to be okay. through the whole process Okay. All right. Sounds good. Now, what would you say are some of the most necessary attributes Mm -hmm. that are needed when you know that you are going to take on this journey? Could you share that, please? Yeah. So one thing I think is you have to have a a tribe of people that are going to be there for you and not and they have to be the kind that are willing to be tough love because when you're in those really hard seasons, the people yeah. that love you the most might be the ones that are telling you to just stop because they see yeah. that you're hurting. Yeah. And sometimes the ones that love us the most will try to give us an out. And so you need to find the people that will be there. They'll support you. Yeah. They're also going to be like, we got to keep going. Like yeah. I'll bring cool. you meals or, you know what I mean? Like I'll, yeah come help with homework, but yeah, but you know, we gotta, we gotta keep this going, you know, they can come spend the night Friday night, give you a break, but then they're coming back and we're going to keep on, keep on going. So that's good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask now with all that you've been through with this journey, through foster care, through adoption, do you, um, as I forgot to ask you this off camera, do you, um, 
offer advice for families that are thinking of doing this or do you have some type of support group or anything that you're doing now that's that's you know uh, where people may have questions maybe mm-hmm. someone may see this and say I would really love to talk to her or do you have any way where people can connect with you and 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 ask questions and you can help them in some way? Yeah, for sure. I love, I mean, I have, so my book email is probably the best because my personal one, I get all sorts of spam too. So it's just my patchwork family book at gmail.com. And if anyone were to email me there, I would love to answer any questions, talk, Maybe they are doing foster care and they're feeling alone. Maybe they're feeling like they don't have that. Yes. I call it my tribe, but you know, that support system. I'm so thankful that, you know, God really put us in a church where there is a lot of families that have adopted, families that have done foster care, that have adopted out of foster care. So, um, so you have that built in support. Um, one of my best friends, she grew up in a family that did foster care. So even though she doesn't, you know, with her family, she, yeah. so she's been on that as a biological child. So, okay. you know, so she can sometimes understand what some of what my kids might be going through and really yeah. support them. Wow. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Thank it's you. Huge. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for sharing that. And I forgot, yes, you are an author. You said two books, correct? Yes, yeah. Oh, great. How can someone get your books? What? Where's your books? At? Are they on Amazon? Where are yeah, your books? Okay. they are on Amazon. Yep. And then they're also on an, it's called Okie Bees and it's for self-published authors. Yeah, so you can get it either one of those places. Um, okay. Yeah. So the first book talks, it's from the perspective of my oldest biological son, because okay. I feel like a lot of times they don't get any sort of credit for like the fact that they are investing just as much as the parents are. They are the ones wow. that are going to either make these kids feel welcome That's good. or they're going to make them feel like they shouldn't be there. And I'm so thankful that with all the flaws my kids have, they've always made every kid that ever comes into our house feel wow. welcome and loved from the get go. Amen. Um, and so that was awesome. Yes. And then my second book's actually written um, from the perspective of my oldest adopted daughter. So it's her journey through foster care and adoption. Okay. And thankfully, she's old enough to be able to decide what parts of her story she wanted me to share and which parts she didn't. So she was very involved in writing the book. And she even helped when we were doing meeting with the illustrator to be like, okay, on this page, I think we should do this. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what's the name of the two books? Mm -hmm. So the first one's just called My Patchwork Family. Okay. And and the second one is My Patchwork Family and then Lavender Story. So it's... Lavender Story. Okay. That's awesome. And you can get them on Amazon. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the other one, I can't pronounce it, the, the other site. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Okay, <laughs> If you can't do okay, just do Amazon. Everyone knows. Okay, sounds it. good. Yes, thank you so much. And Ginger, your last name, pronounce your last name for me. Berg, like Berg. iceberg. So, iceberg. Okay, great. Yeah. Ginger Berg. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. Of course. If you could, as we begin to wrap up, if there's one thing that you could say to someone that's listening or viewing, that may be thinking about adoption or foster care. Is there one thing that you have on your heart right now to share that may change their mind or may be the eye opener for them that this is for me, that God is calling me to do this? What would you say at this moment? 
I, I would definitely say if you feel God's calling you, he's going to sustain you, yeah. but he's also going to refine you. So uh, like there's so many times I can look back and when I was at the end of my rope, God just so sweetly provided something that I needed to just be like, I see you. Yes. I see you. But there's also, man, parts of myself that I didn't even realize how ugly they were until you're put in that type of pressure and it, you know, comes out and then it's, well, what am I going to do about this? You know? And so, you know, especially for the first two years of doing foster care, like when people would ask, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I think I'm in a refining season because it just seems, you know what I mean? Like, it's just all these like I didn't realize my husband and I were bad communicators until we wow. all of a sudden had six kids at that point instead of three, wow. we were fostering three. Yeah. And all of a sudden I realized we're not communicating. Like this is wow. this is not going good. And That's so, so you something yeah. you learn to communicate better or you yeah. fight all the time. So, you know, you gotta decide what you're gonna do with that information. But wow. Yeah. That's good. So it sounds like through those challenges through those hard times, through those fire moments, it also opened up better communication, mm-hmm. um, more of a closeness. Uh, so even though there were great challenges, there was also great growth and blessing. Yeah. yeah. I often wonder if I would have the relationship with my husband that I have right now if we hadn't been through what we've been through, you know, I, and I think my kids have also just learned empathy and a greater understanding that they, they probably wouldn't have learned, you know, like I, God just really has used it to grow each of us individually and as a family. Yes. Amen. That's good. That is good. Wow. I really enjoyed this. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to share your story because, you know, there's someone out there that needs to hear this mm-hmm. and, you know, you are who they've been waiting for. You know, I always say there's someone out there waiting for us to share our story because our story is going to be part of their, what they need and also part of their breakthrough. So mm-hmm. just know that the message you just shared is going to be somebody's answer. And mm-hmm. I appreciate you for sharing it. So thank of you course. so much, Ginger, for being on the show. And I appreciate you guys. You got her information. You know about the book. Make sure you get a copy. And if you have questions, you got the information to reach out. So I wanted to thank all the listeners, all the viewers for just checking in and being with us on today. Ginger, you are amazing. Thank you. Continue to do what you're doing and be in that bright light in the world. Thank you. So guys, as I always end the show, thank you again for watching and always remember to keep looking up. All right, be blessed. Take care until next time. All right, guys. This is now a time of call to salvation. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you at this time to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart and save me. 
I confess that you are Lord and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I accept you now. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you repeated that prayer, you are now saved. Continue to build your relationship with the Lord in prayer and in reading His Word. Trust and believe that God has a beautiful purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah 29.11 Be blessed and know that heaven is cheering for you as well as myself. God bless you and keep looking up.